This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Second Guest. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Baba Yeager, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Uh, we're here up until 7.30, so you can still have time for you in the area. Come on by. You can get a square on the board for the Monday night game, and you can hear that game live right here on the Big 870 between the New England Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals. On our Oakwood Hard Jewelers talking text line, longtime beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Falcons beat writer D. Orlando Ledbetter. D, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Hey, Bobby and Mike, thanks for having me. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, D, well, Bobby's got a bunch of questions. I, I got one. In, in watching Desmond Ritter, uh, I got to watch him certainly at Cincinnati. He came to the Manning camp, so I got to spend three days to, to watch and talk to him. He doesn't overwhelm you with his size or his arm strength, but I was so impressed with him, with his poise, with his ability to find secondary receivers downfield. And actually, at Manning, it sort of mirrored what I saw at Cincinnati. He threw the middle range and their little deeper pattern better than he threw the short stuff. Uh, He was a little off, a little high on some of the short throws. But he just had a way of handling himself, natural leader, understood the game very well, and he's the five-star general. He really is. He he looks like one of these guys that could lead, be a starting quarterback and a good one in the NFL. From what you've seen, your thoughts on him, he starts his first game this Sunday uh, against the Falcons. Against the Saints, yeah. Against the Saints. And and you get a sample size of what you saw with him, practice sessions, also in preseason. Yeah, Bobby, that's, uh, that's, um, I agree with your assessment, especially on the deeper routes. He's a lot more accurate. He was a lot more um, uh, uh, on target and on time with those throws. Yeah, underneath was, uh, you know, he saw some issues there. But uh, he would he would move the offense, twos against ones, uh, twos against twos. He did a good job running the scout team here, uh, you know, for 13 weeks. So, yeah, it's time to see if, uh, you know, you have something at quarterback. You know, they can't just keep going with 150 yards passing a game. And uh, they think they've had a lot more available to them uh, on, on the passing game. And, and they think they can get to it now with uh, the rookie quarterback. Now, uh, you know, D, uh, when you look at the fan base in any organization, uh, you always have to be trending in the right direction. You know, six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. But just from an outsider looking in, to me, it seems like the players are playing hard for Arthur Smith. I want your opinion on that. And then also the general manager, Terry Fontenot, leaving the Saints, coming on board to rebuild uh, Atlanta. You know, very similar right now. Uh, the Saints fans are holding Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen's feet to the fire. But w- where is the Falcons fan base as far as, you know, Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot? 
they are very pleased with where they're at in this rebuild. Uh, you know, five wins this year so far when nobody thought they'd win two. Um, you know, they're in a slump right now. They are playing hard for them, Bobby. That is true by evidence by all of the one-score games. They only got wrecked once by Cincinnati, which, you know, that'll happen to a lot of people this year. So um, the fact that they're in these games, they're fighting, uh, and they're doing it with a roster that, uh, you know, is deplete of talent. And Terry and his uh, personnel department have done a great job of getting some stopgap veterans that they can play with, Rashad Evans, Lorenzo Carter, guys like that that are pros in the league and are helping some of these young guys develop. So, you know, the real fans know that uh, progress is being made. It's being made at a time when they um, have a record amount of salary cap dead space and they've got rid of those contracts. So um, if you have a quarterback, if this kid comes in and plays and you don't have to stay in that quarterback lane, then you can start building out the rest of the roster via the draft and free agency. You know, uh, the uh, two players that, to me, uh, they had high expectations coming in, and that being uh, going back, if I can recall, uh, you know, you you look at Kyle Pitts, the tight end, now he's out for the season, but Grady Jarrett and Cordell uh, Patterson. I mean, uh, you know, I was kind of like, I I wanted to see somebody in this day and age can run back another kickoff uh, touchdown. (laughs) And uh, you can't have a more deserving uh, player than Patterson considering uh, the effort and what he brings to the table. So that's like, uh, I don't know, uh, in the future. But uh, to me, uh, they've been a pro's pro, that being Grady Jarrett and and Cordell uh, Patterson. Yeah, no doubt about it. Patterson's done everything they asked him to do, from uh, taking back the kick, running the ball, even flanking out at wide receiver from time to time. He's clearly their top weapon, especially with pitch out. And, uh, you know, he keeps things moving for him. So he's a threat, and he's played uh, real hard and uh, been a big contributor. Same with Grady Jarrett. Uh, You know, they were doing pretty good up front until they lost Taquan Graham. Uh, But they're looking for guys to come in and kind of keep some of them double teams off of Grady so he can continue to do his thing. And they're moving him around, too, to uh, different spots and so forth, trying to get him some mismatches. So, yeah, he's been a pro's pro, and, uh, you know, that was why uh, they made a decision to extend his contract and, and try to keep him here for the long haul. Now, uh, D, it might be more important, uh, I don't know, um, for the Saints and uh, the Falcons. I, maybe, maybe not so much because the Falcons are still, uh, they think, in the hunt and they may be p- playing for something. But you look at coaches' futures. Uh, uh, how important you think this game Sunday, you know, the Saints have an opportunity to sweep Atlanta but, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of fans that are like, well, uh, where is Atlanta at and where is the Saints are at? Because, you know, you always want division games to be uh, the utmost meaningful at the back end of the season. But uh, the, the Falcons, do they still think there's a light in into the tunnel and they're playing for something? And, uh, you know, we, we all, you know, you look mathematically, are you in or you're out? But obviously, you look how hard Carolina's played for their interim head coach and all that. So... Uh, Atlanta's feet to the fire, and, and almost uh, the bur- the bubble was burst for the Saints uh, after that loss against Tampa Bay come Monday Night Football when the game was well in hand, and you thought that'd be the case. So Atlanta probably hasn't had that kind of moment where the fans give up hope, or, or are they still optimistic that maybe why not us to win the NFC South? 
Yeah, they they're still optimistic, uh, Bobby. But you got two games coming up that you know they they have to think they can win against the Saints and the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, the Ravens are in there, too, and you get some hope there because uh, Lamar Jackson's probably going to be out for that game. So the fans haven't thrown in the towel yet. They're the ones been begging for Ritter. So now they're going to get what they want uh, with the rookie quarterback and see if they could uh, win some of these games. They thought they could beat Carolina and Washington and came up short. Thought they could beat the Steelers and came up short. So they're, they're trying to get over the hump is what Arthur said. We're in these close games. We got to figure out how to get over the hump, and they're going to try to do it with um, Desmond Ritter at quarterback. D, I think there are a lot of reports that for next year, the Falcons will have something like $50 million in cap room to spend on free agents. That, that's a lot of money in, in today's age, where a lot of teams are strapped right to the edge. Man, if you got that kind of money, Atlanta's going to be a hot destination for a lot of big-time free agents. Yeah, no doubt about it. I expect them to spend that money uh, rebuilding the trenches, you know, getting Grady some help on that side of the ball, and uh, shoring up the guard spot that's been problematic, and, uh, you know, right tackle, too, because they didn't uh, give uh, Caleb McGarry a fifth-year extension. So, uh, yeah, that money's going to be uh, well spent, and I'm thinking it's going to be uh, – uh, spent in the trenches and, you know, maybe find a cornerback. But, yeah, they got needs and they got money, so that's usually a good match for you. And if Ritter proves he's the McCoy, uh, that's going to be a magnet too. Yeah, no doubt about it. You'll be able to get some weapons to go with them. You drafted a couple, you know, in Drake London and Pitts that, uh, you know, they hope can, can uh, develop into big-time pros. Uh, but, yeah, you you got to have weapons. We see Detroit taking off now with, with the use of their weapons. And, uh, you know, they, they uh, the Falcons don't want to mirror that. D, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you probably before the game Sunday. So thanks so much. All right. Thanks, D. Thanks, Mike and Bobby. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you, D. Appreciate it. We'll be back to finish it up here on Second Guest right after this break on the Big 870. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.